Hey everyone, welcome to Be The Change. My name is Lily Mott, and today I'm going to be talking about how change comes when you become comfortable with who you are and what you care about. My guest this week is Bruna Tavares, who is someone who I can really only introduce as an intersectional activist. She is passionate about education accessibility, climate change awareness, reform of the foster care system, and so many other issues. I got to talk with Bruna about her work and really enjoyed learning more about her passion for advocating about all of these issues. So without further ado, let's get started with this episode featuring Bruna Tavares. I'm Bruna Tavares. Um, I am originally from Brazil, but I moved to the States when I was seven years old in first grade. So I was really little. I've lived here my whole life. Um, when I first moved here, I went to Peoria, Illinois, which is a very small town, kind of in the middle of nowhere. And it was a huge culture shock. Um, but eventually I moved out of Peoria and moved to Chicago, just recently graduated from the University of Illinois in Chicago for bachelor's in marketing. And I'm really passionate about, um, first uh, is accessible education. So helping make education accessible to more people. And then also something I've been kind of dabbling with um, is climate change. On the education accessibility side, I've done a lot of work with different nonprofits like Junior Achievement, Hobie or Hugh O'Brien Youth Leadership Program. Um, and I'm recently getting involved with an organization called CASA, which is a court appointed special advocate that helps advocate for kids in foster care. But overall, through all those different organizations, I helped with programs that bring in economic education to towns that may not have the same accessibility to it. Or I've helped uh, students kind of explore where they want to go and what they want to be when they grow up and see what the options are out there, especially for those who are in areas where they may not have those role models available to them really easily. Um, having just recently graduated college, a lot has changed within like the past few weeks, just because I've been like finding different ways where I can explore those passions now that I don't have like the student organizations to do it through at my school. So it's been an interesting kind of journey the past few weeks, but I'm really excited to find other things to get involved with soon. Thank you so much for that introduction, and I'm so happy to have you on the show. I would love to go a little bit deeper into your background and just ask you to tell me some about how you found this passion for advocacy. Can you tell me about the experiences you've had or maybe some of the challenges you faced that really got you to this point where you felt like you needed to get involved in this work and get started? Yeah, of course. Um, so moving to the U.S. at a really young age from Brazil, I knew that my parents had sacrificed a lot for me to get to where I am today from growing up in a place where I may not have had all of the opportunities that I had here in the States. I really wanted to find a way um, to give back and make those opportunities more accessible to everyone. And I was lucky enough to grow up in a town where I had really easy accessibility to go to conferences during high school and college and explore the different things that I wanted to explore without a lot of things holding me back. But I was also always really aware of people who didn't because there are always communities in the places that we're at um, where people don't have the same type of role models coming and speaking to them in their classes or the same accessibility to different programs that'll help them explore what they're interested in. So I think that that's what really kind of took me towards the education accessibility side. 
Um, and then through high school and college, I really got involved in this organization called Junior Achievement. I first started working um, with them on a more like volunteer donor relations basis where I was giving like the alumni perspective and then kind of moving into more of like a volunteer in the classroom. So I started going to classrooms and schools in very like disadvantaged areas and talking to them about economic empowerment and teaching them what it means to come up with their own savings, all the students from like elementary school to high school. Um, so it's just a really fun time to engage with people. And then I'm really involved with this organization called Hugh O'Brien Youth Leadership as well. Uh, started off as being an alumni of the program and then eventually a volunteer. And there it's more about helping um, young leaders grow and really become comfortable with who they are so that they can eventually lead in the areas that they want to lead in, um, which is a program that made a huge kind of impact on my life because it's where I first learned to be comfortable with who I am and what I care about, especially in a world where um, it's really hard to do that with so many like differing viewpoints. Um, so I've always volunteered at their conferences and things like that, mostly in the state of Illinois. With COVID, it's been easier to do it virtually in other states as well. Um, but yeah, that's more of like a leadership development program for youth. But essentially, I think that growing up in the states and knowing everything that my parents had given up for me to have the opportunities that I do now is what kind of led me to the education accessibility side of things. That's so interesting, and I'm really glad that you've been able to step into those leadership roles, and it seems like you've really been able to inspire all of these young people to also become leaders, and that that work is just great. So you're involved in so many different forms of advocacy, and I'd love to know if there was one thing you wish the whole world could know about one of the topics that you're passionate about, or maybe something you wish everyone could know about your advocacy, just something you wish the whole world could understand. What would you want to share with them? Yeah, of course. Um, I think something that I've seen in the classrooms that I volunteered in or in the students that I've worked with through leadership development programs is that the world is missing a lot of empathy. I always like to say that people are a product of their place and time. And today's youth are growing up in a time that's constantly changing and they're constantly having to adapt. And it takes empathy to understand that so that we can teach them um, what it takes to be successful as a youth leader and what it takes to be comfortable with who you are. So you really have to be able to kind of get down to their level and understand the experiences that they're going through if you haven't gone through it. Um, especially in kind of today's older generation, it's a little bit harder for them to understand that today's youth are dealing with things like climate change and so much uncertainty um, just around their futures that you really have to um, be able to have those conversations with them and take yourself out of your comfort zone um, so that you can teach them what the next steps forward are or might be for them and just really engage in those conversations with a very open-minded point of view. So I think that really being able to accept different viewpoints when you're working um, with education accessibility is going to be the key to helping today's youth having the tools they need to succeed in the future. Interesting. So I would love for you to tell me a little bit more about where your passion for education comes from and why you chose to become really passionate about that issue in particular. I'm also very interested in education reform, so I would love to know just more about how you came to be so interested in that topic as well. Yeah, of course. I think it obviously goes back to being an immigrant and seeing all my what all my parents gave up. Um, but then also seeing like the opportunities that I had and the results of them. I had the opportunities to travel all across the country and go to conferences in high school and college and meet new people. 
um, and see different things. But I was also always really aware that there were communities around me who didn't have those same opportunities, who were more disadvantaged and really didn't get the chance to explore what was outside of them. Um, and I think that that's what originally took me to working with education is wanting to bring in a viewpoint or maybe being a role model for just one student or two. That's always been my goal in life is to have a positive impact in at least one person's life. And if I'm able to do it through something that I'm passionate about and something that I can speak to, um, that's what kind of got me inside the classroom is being able to expose students who may not be in areas where they have those role models easily accessible um, to all that they can be where they grow up. There's students that I've spoken to who didn't even know that there was education available outside of high school and that they could continue their education in college and so on. So being able to expose different students to that um, has been just really empowering and they also give a lot back to you. They let you know that um, you're making a difference in their lives. And I think that that's the most fulfilling part is just knowing the impacts that you're having on their lives and knowing that the work that you're spending with them and the smallest amount of time that you get to spend with them and volunteer um, is really being impactful. So yeah. Definitely. So I would also love to know what is some of the advice that you've given to some of the students that you're working with, maybe on leadership development or on other skills? Is there any really good advice that you've gotten that you've been able to pass on to students? Yeah, of course. Um, so I think that most of my work that I've done in the classroom um, with junior achievement has been probably the most impactful. And I always tell students whenever they're looking for advice as to, well, like, how can I grow as a leader and as a person? Um, the number one piece of advice I always give them is that they're never going to reach the moon if they're looking at everyone else around them that's trying to become an accountant. And it's kind of a weird saying, um, but having recently graduated from a college of business program at the University of Illinois in Chicago, everyone else is trying to get into like the big four accounting firms or X, Y, and Z company, which is great. And I definitely like encourage people to shoot for that. Um, but I also want students to realize that there's other parts of the world that they can explore that may not seem, that may not seem very conventional and that um, they might not be readily exposed to. So they can explore being an astronaut. They can try to be whatever they want to be. So I think that that's the number one thing. But overall, through my work and being able to work with like um, you O'Brien Youth Leadership or Hobie, you really have to meet students where they're at through these leadership development programs. Luckily, Hobie has created a really good curriculum. But what I often find is that when students are coming to these leadership development seminars with Hobie, they are coming from a space where they've only been exposed to the towns around them and they haven't had the chance to travel or explore different points of views and opportunities. And I guess my job is to kind of help expose them to that, but then ask them like the probing questions of what do they care about and how do they think that they, they, they can contribute as individuals to those areas and then of kind of helping equip them with an action plan for when they go back home, how can they actually make those changes that they want to see in the world? Because they are really easy to find, like a lot of the problems in their communities, but my job is to kind of help equip them to solve those problems, whether that's getting involved with a nonprofit organization in their town or being more involved with like government associations and things like that. Um, I guess that's kind of my job through my organization with Hobie is kind of equipping them to make that change in their communities. Definitely. And I have kind of a follow-up question to that one. Lots of young people, particularly college students, high school students, want to create change and they want to make a difference in the world, but they may not know how or maybe where to get started with that work. Do you have any advice for those people who may be listening? 
Yeah, of course. Um, I definitely think start somewhere and usually that place to start is in your local community. Uh, what we often find is there's so many young people wanting to make like big forms of change and wanting to be recognized for it on social media and the news, which is great. Uh, but those people all started somewhere, right? Um, so start getting involved with your local chamber of commerce or your local city council if you want to see change made in your community because they're there to serve you. So use your voice um, as a member of your community and really get involved with those local organizations. And I think that that's what kind of helps lead you to understanding what it means to get involved in like a larger level. So first of all, start somewhere. And then second of all, choose something that you're passionate about. I find that like most people who want to create change, sometimes it doesn't last as long as they want to when they're just trying to hit like the next hot topic out there, whether it's climate change or women's rights. So find something that where you're passionate about and that really impacts you because I find that that's what most people um, are closely able to relate to and really keep like that fire burning when things get tough and you're not really seeing the changes that you want to see in time. I enjoyed my conversation with Bruna and think she's doing really important work to mentor and support young people through the work that she's doing in schools and through her passion for education. I want to highlight one of the points she made earlier in the episode because it really stuck with me and I hope it'll hit home for others as well. Bruna emphasized the importance of becoming comfortable with who you are and what you care about. And I think both of those points are so important, especially for young people. I think sometimes there's this stigma around activism and advocacy where people may think you're being too political or too outspoken about certain topics or certain issues, and I think it's so unfortunate because it discourages young people from being passionate about important issues. It's really important to shut that negativity out, especially when you're comfortable in knowing that you're pursuing your passions and that you're helping others. Because, as Bruna said, Change comes when you become comfortable with who you are and what you care about. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and you can connect with Bruna on Instagram at Bruna D. Tavares. If you want to talk about anything I mentioned, please reach out to me by email at lily at bethechangepodcast.org or on Instagram at be the change podcast. Tune in for my next episode, but until then, be the change you wish to see in the world. Bye guys.